Ugh. Oh, it's not cold enough. Ugh. Oh, oh, put it in the freezer. Can you hear me? You can't drink semi-cold water? No, and I also can't drink fucking sink water, but I'm desperate. Caroline, so please tell mommy come <laughs> It's filtered tap water. Sink water. Oh my god. I drink out of a Hinkley. You thirsty? Some water. Get some water. Cow uh, certainly says water. I don't remember how he says water. He said it once on uh, you were on Discord. You remember Randy? I think show. he said I think he said it like water. Water. Some water. I'm gonna text him and tell him to send me a or video water. of him saying water. Water. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> some water. <laughs> we have to be nice. Remember, he might listen to this. Water. Why didn't he just take a video of him saying water? Because yeah, he's a little nerd. I don't know. <laughs> how do you pronounce water? Water. Water. How do you how do you say water? Uh, should we see. should we start? I guess. Welcome to the what is it seventh episode of Beer and Fear. This My is name is seven. Paige. My name is Zach. <laughs> Thank you for going along with that. Uh-huh. How was your week? Um, oh, I wrote down some things that, uh... Holy crap, seven episodes. I was going to talk about, oh my gosh, we've been doing this forever, seven, <laughs> seven whole episodes. Um... I don't I, like your tone. My week was good. Uh, I think the highlight of my week since... Did you write down, my week was good? Yeah, I'm going to read... My week was Ver- great. I Verbatim. did these things. Read list of things. Oh, I'm supposed to read list of things. I'm not supposed to say read list of things. <laughs> No, I think I, well, if I, we've talked about this before. If I don't write shit down, I forget it. Yes. I have a horrible memory. I know. So um, I think the highlight of my week since, uh, since we, since last episode was hanging out at Crafted. Mm-mm. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The last time we went to Crafted was over a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still one of my favorite restaurants, Crafted in Plainfield. Check it out if you're in the area. Um, really good beer. Uh, great place for craft beer. And they have really good food too. I like their, their, um, I'd recommend their chicken and waffles, their salad, their cranberry salad is really good. With goat cheese? God, talk dirty to me. You can get that, if you order an entree, you get that as a side. It's so good. Uh, Or you could just get the salad. You can just get the salad too. I've had their meatloaf, which is really good. Um, You've had their wings. You've had their impossible. I've had their wings? Yeah, you've had their wings with um, that guy that you're friends with that was. Oh, uh, Mike? Yep. Yeah, uh, um, and I then you've had that. their what is it? What's it called? The the peanut butter and pig is good. Not that one. That I get that all the time. Yeah. But the burger that you get, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, it's not it's an got Im- a weird name. It's not an impossible burger. No, uh, oh, this is gonna bug me now. Shit. <laughs> Pause while we look it up. Yeah, it's got like coffee grounds in it. Yeah, it's it's a really weird if you if you look at it on What's the menu. It well, first off, the peanut butter and pig is really good. Um, I got that a, first. Yeah, it's a burger. Ask for extra peanut butter. It's a burger with peanut butter on it. And so good. You wouldn't think it, it was good, but it's amazing. No, the peanut butter makes the texture so good. Menu. I'm going to pull up their menu so I can figure out what this burger is. I like how we just turned this into just talking about... Crafted? Crafted's menu. Come on. The Uncommon Burger? 
Yes, that's it? it. You nailed it. Um, but I still need to find it because I, I can't name all the shit that's on it. I just know that it's Science. coffee grounds, goat cheese. Um... Yeah, Uncommon Burger. It's rubbed with our family-owned Uncommon Coffee Grounds. Sea salt, brown sugar, and crumbled goat cheese finished off with sriracha ranch, pickled onions, and served on a potato bun. Like, what the hell is that burger? And the first time I saw it, I was like, I'm getting that. That sounds mm-hmm. That is what weird. you got the first time that we went. That sounds weird as hell, and I'm, I'm going to eat that. It's going in my mouth. Um, and it was tasty as hell. You wouldn't think it, but it's really good. Order the Uncommon Burger crafted. You go. Um, but yeah, we saw uh, uh, Jack and Jack. Yes, the Jacks. Um, the Jacks. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I wrote this down. I saw this on Reddit. Uh, it was a picture. Ah, oh, that's nice and cold. <laughs> See, the ice helps. Um, you know, it still tastes like sink. I'll never be happy. Snooty. You know how uh, Kenosha in Wisconsin they yes. had all the all the like the riots and everything. Yes, shit's going crazy and police up there. It's just wild. I saw a picture uh, someone took of a police car in Kenosha, and all the tires were gone. So that this car was just jacked up on four bricks, and someone just took all the tires. So I guess uh, police are working tirelessly to find the offenders. What else? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Where'd my pillow go? There it is. Oh, also I had a weird dream. Horrible. That I told you about. Um, Me too. uh, I was (laughs) back working at Guitar Center and I was um, helping a customer check out with their gear and they paid me in Oreos. Remember yeah. I told you that. Yeah, they, you said that you ate they, all five of them slid, in one Yeah, go. they slid a, a little tin of Oreos over my way. And there were five Oreos in there uh, as payment for the gear that they were purchasing. So, I, uh, of course, I took all five and I ate them all at once. Yes. And then I asked them to punch in their pin yeah. to finalize the payment purchase. Payment complete. That's how that works. Those double stuff? Hang on, I get to give you back two <laughs> chips ahoy. <laughs> yeah, currency was cookies in my dream at Guitar Center. I had a dream where, um, I don't remember all the details, but my family tried to murder me. Yeah, you told me about that. That's wild. You and your daughter. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah, have. I don't have a daughter. <laughs> why Why did you have a child with I you? I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to have to like do one of those like, like look into your dream things and think about it, because I never dreamt about having children. An extra, maybe that's just an extra uh, bearing of responsibility that you were in charge of in your dream that you had well to... you can give dreams any manner of meeting that you want to yeah, if you look fucking... into it you could say that it's stress related you could say that it's you wanting to have kids right. you, it, you could say anything uh, it's, you don't your really subconscious take it with a grain of salt creating every time. a movie for you every night yeah every time someone talks about my dreams and tries to interpret them it's like yeah i guess it's a different thing every i time. guess and you could kind of see all of them mm-hmm. but uh anything else special happen with you any stories you want to share any restaurants you want to recommend I never recommend restaurants. I that's, that's your just thing. my thing. That's your thing. Cool. Uh, just work, work, and um, I worked at the Naperville location um, at the hotel for Liberty Weekend. Oh, you so you were actually like, is their hotel was, open? Yeah, I was actually in the. Why hotel. Why is yours not open? I don't want to talk about it. 
Uh, nobody knows. I don't know. I don't have an answer. No. Well, that's that's cool. Um, so I got I'm, to spend time with some Yeah, dogs. I'm glad you got to... Uh, oh, see. I even uh, wrote... That was uh, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that just kind of proves that point. Um, We're lame. Yeah. That, no, that's cool that you got to work in a hotel. I know I know you've been wanting to do that at your store, so I'm glad you had the opportunity to work at Neighborville. Did they just need extra help over there? Yeah, the managers there like to borrow me sometimes. Because they know you're good at your job? Sure. You're, you're a grade A employee? <sighs> yeah. You work extra hard? They have all these new hires. You bring 110%? They have all these new hires. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was being... Um, was placed in charge of the the back of house responsibilities just to see what he was capable of. He'd only been there for like two weeks, but the hotel manager was kind of like, I want to see what he can do, like kind of like mm-hmm. flying on his own, see what he's capable of. So don't tell him who you are. Don't tell him that you're a hotel leader. I was like, okay, I like fucking with people. <laughs> like undercover <laughs> boss shit right like, here. <laughs> All right, I'm in, let's do this. So they're like, okay, go talk to him to see if he needs help, see if he directs you. So hmm. I like go back there. I'm like, hey, here you're in charge. I'm Paige, I'm here to help. And like, he stumbled a bit near the beginning. He kind of he, he gained some footing, but he went to the assistant manager and was like, first of all, he called me Phoebe. <laughs> He was like, is Phoebe? And they're like, who? Oh, uh, you mean Paige? They're like, yeah. Is she a manager or something? Because she went back there and she kind of just knew everything. They're like, she's a a manager of some kind. Yeah. (laughs) They would not tell him. Oh, my God. So finally, near the end of the night, because I'm like, it's my last day. I'm like, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm like, I'm a hotel leader. He's like, Jesus Christ, I wish they had told me that. (laughs) The poor kid wouldn't embarrass himself in front of you the whole time. so fucking funny. It was adorable. Oh, that's fun. Ah, Let's get into the beer. Okay. That's all I got for you. Honestly, cut that out. No, that was cool. I like that story. So, the beer for this episode is called Purple Haze. And I'm going to tell you right now, I did not really make a connection with this in any way. Um... It's kind of spooky, but just the theme of it's supposed to be spooky because I think there's like a witch doctor on the front or like a voodoo gentleman. So what's your, what you're saying is you put in very minimal effort? No, I just into... really wanted to try this beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. It's, it's I also cool. couldn't find anything that I felt worked with the, um, the theme. Yeah, poltergeist. Did beer. I say what the theme was this? Did I say episode seven is Poltergeist? No, we didn't We didn't discuss that. That's fine. They, people are smart. They know what they're clicking I know, on. but I like saying it. So episode seven is? Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I couldn't find anything that I felt was like, this fits. They're obviously, like every time I look up a beer just basically off of name, mm-hmm. it's either no longer brewed or mm-hmm. brewed in another country. Yep. I had and, the same thing with um, uh, next week's episode. We already have the topic picked out. Um same thing with that. It's like you can punch in the topic and then beer, and then you'll find stuff where you have beers named that that thing, but you can't get them. Only you know select yep. breweries make them. The one I wanted only brewed in the United Kingdom. Oh, gotcha. So is it called Poltergeist? It is. Thing. Every beer I find that's a craft beer is an IPA. Yeah, I'd say the good majority of uh, <coughs> um, beers are. Lazy. Crap beers or IPAs. But, um, oh, you reminded me, my, um, one of my managers at work actually listens to this on occasion. And, um, she recommended a website, which I can't remember right now. I'll have to ask her again. But she, uh, she said you can go online and search up 
beers that are no longer in production people just have these and it's kind of like an ebay for beer so you can punch in a name or something if you're looking for a particular beer and people post these online i mean some of the stuff's really expensive depending on what you're Mm -hmm. buying because people know that you know it's not made anymore it's hard to get um and you can buy beers and it's good if you just want to get like one or two bottles you can do that so i'll have to ask her what it is if we're ever looking for a particular kind of beer maybe we can use that that's pretty oh yeah there you go thanks lady who is zach's boss Mm mm-hmm uh, Purple Haze. Yes, the beer is called Purple Haze. It's from Abita Brewery. The Abita Brewing Company is nestled in the Piney Woods, 30 miles north of New Orleans. Yes. In its first year, the brewery produced 1,500 bales, uh, barrels, bales of hay. Bales of hay. <laughs> barrels of beer. We had no idea what we started. Customers loved our beer. By 1994, we outgrew the original site, now our 100-seat brew pub, and moved up the road to a larger facility to keep up with the demand. We brew more than 151,000 be- barrels of beer. And 9,100 barrels of root beer in our state-of-the-art brewery facility. Root beer. Root beer. Our lagers and ales are brewed in small batches, handcrafted by a team of dedicated workers with only the highest ideals of quality. This pride, along with our brewing process, is what creates our great brews. We are privately owned and operated by local shareholders, many who have been with Hmm. us since day one. And then it's located in Covington, um, Louisiana. The ABV for Purple Haze is only 4.2%. Interesting. It's very low. But like I said, I was just kind of curious when I was looking for beers, this came up as a uh, suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that seems different. So I was well, like, why not? You can you can kind of like haze, pol- poltergeist, ghost, make a haze. Don't make the connection they, for me. I just know, feel pity. Get, uh, I mean, I just feel is pity. it fruity? 4.8? If you'd let me talk. Continue. It's also 4.2, not 4.8. Sure, I'm listening. Best fucking memory of all of us. The description from the brewery, Purple Haze is a lager brewed with real raspberries added after filtration. It is brewed with Pilsner and wheat malts and Vanguard hops. The berries add a fruity aroma, tartly sweet taste, and a subtle purple color and haze. You may see fruit pulp in the beer. This beer is best served with salads or light fruit desserts, such as souffles or chiffon cakes. Many people enjoy it with chocolate desserts. Purple Haze pairs well with certain cheeses, such as ripened brie or many desserts made with mascarpone. It's also great paired with entrees prepared with fruit, especially citrus. Consider enjoying Purple Haze alone at the end of your meal as dessert. Huh. I've got some mozzarella cheese sticks in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't say mozzarella. (laughs) Break those out. Interesting. The Beer Advocate review, because I love those, uh-huh. is from a friend. That is his username. A friend. Or her oh. name. A friend. Nice. Lovely. The look is a solid, slightly hazy light amber, a two millimeter head, and plenty of carbonation. Well, they <laughs> broke the ruler out for that mm-hmm. one. Smell, nothing to get worked up about. A hint of raspberry, but an almost apricot, malt, apricot malty nose. Mm-hmm. Oof. Taste, a refreshing and medium body malty cream hits you first and foremost. Malty cream. Malty cream. <laughs> it mellows out into a mineral-like taste and finishes off with a taste akin to the skin on a fresh raspberry. So I'm guessing dirty. I am excited to try this. This sounds really cool. Disappointing, as I thought the wheat would make a more grand entrance. Feel an mm. apricot creaminess and what I've noticed the most due to the high carbonation, easygoing and inviting. Mm. Overall, I longed for more with this beer, but I'm happy with what I got with it. I found that it is best enjoyed chilled and on the porch with a friend. Oh, well, perfect. We got the chill part. We got the friend part. Uh, the I don't have a porch. Back. Yeah, we got a, got a patio outside. But. The raspberry is there, but just barely. The maltiness would be overbearing if the carbonation wasn't there to keep things light. Hmm. 
It got a 76 on Beer Advocate, which is just okay. And most of the reviews I found on it were very mixed. Um, it just kind of seemed like a medium, like under the radar beer, not yeah. bad, but yeah. good enough that people are like, okay, I can enjoy this if I have like a certain taste. It's a very honest review. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's cool. I'm excited to try it. It sounds... It sounds like nothing I'm I've ever had before. I'm very curious because oh. I, you know, dessert beers are something that you don't like. Think about. Yeah. You know, yeah. And obviously I've never had a ra- uh, raspberry beer. Aren't you allergic to raspberries? I'm allergic to strawberries. Strawberries, that's right. He doesn't fucking know me at all. Well, it was either, I knew you were allergic to strawberries. I just didn't remember if it was and raspberries. Okay. Look at the beer. Go get that beer. And some water that actually tastes good. Okay, I'm back. Purple Haze Raspberry Lager, 4.2%. Clouds of real raspberries swirl in this tart and tantalizing lager brewed with Pilsner and wheat malts along with Vanguard hops. I'm excited. Is it a twist off? I don't think it is. Uh, no. What? You're using Scots? You use Scots. I've used it more than you, I know. Twice. I don't remember how to use bottle openers um, ever. That one works uh, this way. Oh. So you push down. Interesting. That wasn't as satisfying as using Scott's. Are you still collecting? Um... I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need to do a craft with those. Ooh. What? You can see. Oh, maybe I'm just... Maybe there's a little bit of purple. Too much foam. A little bit of purple in there. Oh, my foam's only two millimeters. (laughs) Measured that shit. (laughs) It smells good. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Now it makes me want pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I think beer just makes me want pizza. Every time we have beer, now I want pizza. Now I want pizza. I mean, you can... If you you squint, (laughs) you can... can, (laughs) You can kind of see. There if you is, pretend. There is a little bit. There's Yeah, there's some purple in there. That's It's interesting. I need this foam to calm down. But you can, yeah, you can tell it's fruity. It's got a fruity aroma to it. I just like smelling it. It does smell good. A little hazy. It is amber. Yep. All of those really? things our friend said was right. Very carbonated, yeah. And clink. Hmm. Ooh. A little, uh, little tingle on the tongue going on. No? I'm trying to find the raspberry. Better than I was expecting. The reviews said it was okay, but I think it's a little bit better than that. I think you can taste the fruit in the finish yeah. more. It definitely, there is carbonation going on. Um, and you can see if you tilt, you can see the, the tiny, tiny bubbles and I think that's what he meant by the the head of the beer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that refers to the, the foam of the beer. But the two millimeter head, I think he's talking about, is just the tiny bubbles that still kind of mm. stick around. Mm-hmm. And that's that indication of carbonation mm-hmm. in the beer. That's interesting. Yeah, not very wheat forward. For that's. Hmm. I read one of the reviews that was like, this is my favorite beer. I'm like, I wouldn't say that about this. Mm-mm. But it's not bad. No, it's, it's a good decent. beer. It's interesting. It's it's complex. Can't quite very smooth. Can't quite put my finger on it. The carbonation, a little tingly. A little tingly. 
I'm just trying to like I feel I feel like the raspberry should have been a little more prevalent, but also if it was, it would have been a fruit beer and or yeah. like a sour well, ale. Well, yeah, from the description, I mean it it it's on the bottle, raspberry lager. Um, you can taste it. It's just it is subtle. Yeah. It's good. I, I like, like it. it. Jinx. It's okay. a good beer. It's a good beer. Get into it. I'm gonna wait for my computer to wake up. Yep. A little ticking clock right there, if you will. I won't put the sound effect in. I'll just use mine from yeah. now on. So, this is episode seven, Poltergeist. Like we've said three times already. Yep. In case you're not listening, this because is episode seven. We're consistent. We're talking about Poltergeist, and we're drinking Purple Haze. You could have just skipped everything and just to this part of the... I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, don't tell them that. Then they won't listen to us <laughs> ramble. Uh, so, a poltergeist, let's start with a definition, is yes. a ghost or spirit mm-hmm. supposed to manifest its presence by noises, knockings, etc. Yes. In ghost lore, a poltergeist is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. Oh, we should mention, we just watched Poltergeist. Well, we will get into it. Okay. We will get into it. We did just watch that movie. I've so never seen it before. We'll talk about it. That was exciting. I thought you'd... I mean, it's, well, it's an older movie, but I was surprised that you didn't see it before. Um, the etymology... I'm going to see if you can keep track of how many times I say, um... I watched a video... Make a drinking <laughs> game out of it! I watched this video of... Um, who was it? It was like Cardi B or someone. I don't know who it was. But she was accepting an award mm-hmm. for something. It's some some pop singer. And this guy was watching her acceptance speech. And he ate a spicy pepper mm-hmm. every time she said um. And it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Because it was like every other word. And this guy was just suffering. Oh. Just eating peppers. Okay. Um, <laughs> the etymology of the word comes from the German language words poltern. Literally to rumble. Or make sound, and geist, meaning ghost or spirit. Literally, rumble ghost. Poltergeist translates to rumble ghost. What are ghosts? If you don't know, a ghost is the soul or spirit of a dead person or animal. A disembodied spirit imagined. Usually as a vague, shadowy, or evanescent form. As visible to wandering among or haunting living persons. Haunting living persons. Evanescence. Evanescence. Take me up inside. It's wake me up inside. The overwhelming consensus of science is that ghosts do not exist. Fuck you, science. We're not here for you. Their existence is impossible to falsify, and ghost hunting has been classified as a pseudoscience. Despite centuries of investigation, there is no scientific evidence that any location is inhabited by spirits of the dead. Whatever. Unfortunately. This is science. I don't believe in Bigfoot, but I believe in ghosts. Discussing different categories of ghosts is like discussing different breeds of dragons or races of leprechauns. Ooh, it's all made sassy. up. So there are as many types as you can dream of. Nevertheless, people all over the world believe in ghosts and spirits. Yeah. And a 2005 Gallup poll found that 37% of Americans believe in haunted houses and nearly half <laughs> believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? I told you I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts, too. I think they're a thing. Think they live just like among I us. believe in extraterrestrial beings. Yes, it's just foolish to not believe in them. Right, of course. You're not self-centered. You're not fun if you don't. You're not the in these only things. thing that exists in the infinite right. universes. 
Uh, poltergeists are specific types of ghosts known for making noises, causing disturbances, and harassing or tormenting its victims. They are capable of pinching, biting, hitting, and tripping people. They can cause loud sounds and noises, move furniture, levitate objects, pull sheets and covers off beds, objects to fall off shelves, or objects being thrown at people. And they have been known to haunt a specific person rather than a particular location, usually as a result of a curse on the victim or an object the victim possesses. Uh, some history, early claims of spirits that supposedly harass and torment their victims date back to the first century. Oh, damn. But references to poltergeists became more common in the early 1600s. In P.G. Maxwell Stewart's novel Poltergeist, A History of Violent Ghostly Phenomena, published in 2011, he mentions potential reports dating as far back as circa 500, the year 500. Most claims or poltergeist experiences can be explained or debunked in a few different ways. And in fact... Most events have been proved to be hoaxes. Physical researcher Frank Podmore proposed the naughty little girl theory for poltergeist cases. <laughs> Not what it sounds like. Um. He could have picked a better name. Essentially, this theory argues that more often than not, objects that are initially inexplicably moved are, or thrown are done so by children looking to cause mischief or prank someone. So... <laughs> I don't know why he named it that. You poltergeist, naughty little girl. <laughs> oh, God. Oof. I'm uncomfortable. I'm also uncomfortable. Some poltergeists have argued that... Some poltergeists have argued. <laughs> <laughs> Some psychologists have argued that reported poltergeist activity can be explained by psychological factors such as illusion, memory lapses, wishful thinking, or hallucinations. Who's got wishful thinking for that? I don't know. There have been attempts to explain poltergeist phenomena caused by other natural phenomena that don't relate to trickery or psychological factors as well. Skeptic and magician Milbourne Christopher found Ooh. that some cases of poltergeist activity can be attributed to unusual air currents, such as a 1957 case on Cape Cod where downdrafts from an uncovered chimney became strong enough to blow a mirror off a wall, overturn mm. chairs, and knock items off shelves. Huh. There have also been attempted explanations by unverified natural phenomena, including movement of underground water causing stress on houses. This can apparently cause strange sounds or structural movement. Uh, seismic activity. Environmental geomagnetic, geomagnetic activity. Mm -hmm. A lot of big words in these notes. Yeah. And uh, ball lightning. Oh. Which, if you have never seen ball lightning. I have. That's ball lightning. Look at it go. Everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, it's a poltergeist. Oh, get away. Ah. The caption says globe of fire descending into a room. <laughs> that's kind of frightening. If that's an actual... I like that the mom's just got the baby clutched and the dad's in the corner just like, Whoa, oh, what is boy, going on? I don't have the homeowner's insurance for this. <laughs> Some paranormal explanations of uh, poltergeist include psychokinesis, which is telekinesis, um, manifestations of disembodied spirits of low level belonging to the sixth class of the third order, <laughs> trance states... <laughs> And exteriorization mm -hmm. of one's subconscious mind. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have that happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about the movie Poltergeist. Uh, came out in 1982, which we just watched. It was directed by Toby Hooper and written by producer Steven Spielberg, Michael Grace, and Mark Victor. Poltergeist is an American supernatural horror film set in California suburb, which focuses on a family whose home is invaded by malevolent... 
malevolent ghosts that abduct their younger daughter and the family's attempt to bring her back to the real world. This is the, uh, I guess, synopsis. Strange and creepy happenings beset an average California family. The Freelings, Steve, Diana, teenage Dana, eight-year-old Robbie, in the movie. and five-year-old Carol Ann. When ghosts commune with them through the television set, initially friendly and playful, these spirits then turn unexpectedly menacing. And when Carol Ann goes missing, Steve and Diana turn to a parapsychologist and eventually an exorcist for help. Who's a lion-ass bitch? I didn't think she was an exorcist in the film. Well, she didn't. She didn't do much compelling of Christ. I mean, it wasn't a um, possession. Yeah, I don't... You know, they're just trying to rescue she's someone. She's exercising the house. Yeah. She remember the when she was doing that little... Clean. You know, when she was doing that little speech where she was like, go into the lab. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She was trying to convince the ghosts that were still there from being bare. If you've never seen Poltergeist, I'm sorry, which I just saw it for the first time, and I'm already going to ruin it for other people. When she's in the house and she's like, go on to the other side. (laughs) Yeah. She's trying to convince those ghosts to go on. So she's exercising the house. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I can see that. Uh, The film was well-received by critics and is considered by many as a classic of the horror genre, as well as one of the best films of 1982. What are your thoughts Ow. on the film? How did you think of it for seeing it for the very first time? Um, it made me laugh. I, it's Watching as, it now, if you've never seen it before, yeah, it's kind of funny. As most horror movies of that time are apt to do in this day and age, mm-hmm. I can imagine that for its time, it was great. And I can imagine for its time, it was terrifying. Yeah, it was goddamn frightening uh, the first time watching it, I'm sure, back in sure. the year. But, like, you're so desensitized to everything these days. Yeah, now, I mean, we... I mentioned that it came out in 82. That's 38 years ago. Yep. That is insane mm-hmm. to think about. That's 38 years ago. And 38 years ago, I'm sure it was quite frightening. But yeah. now, I mean, I will say that I thought it was pretty well shot. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Dialogue was really funny. Yeah, there were some uh, bits of humor in there, which was nice. But <laughs> Well, was Steven also, Spielberg. It was also kind of uh, intense, you know? Yeah. It's like... I mean, some of the things didn't really make a lot of sense. Right. Like, I am a continuity snob. What is the goo? <laughs> yes. So, like, I was just point out random shit that I'm like, that makes no sense. Or that wasn't happening, like, five seconds ago, but mm-hmm. now it's happening because yep. continuity. Yep. It was a good film. I liked it. Uh, I hadn't seen it in forever since just watching it just now. I didn't think now. it was bad. I didn't think it was amazing. But, I mean, I wasn't scared. Like, I'm sure the movie was originally intended to do. Of course. But for it being 38 years old, I think it aged well. And a good uh, representation of what a poltergeist is. Yeah. Uh, child actress Heather O'Rourke's line there here is arguably the most notable line of the film and has been parodied in many other works. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what the poltergeist is, chances are you, you probably know what that line is. I will say that kid getting eaten by a tree was a little wild. That was crazy. Uh, Heather was only six when the film entered production and was released. Six mm-hmm. years old. She has also been credited for appearing in five other films, two of which were the two sequels to the original Poltergeist. Uh, we're going to talk about something sad. On January yeah. 31st, 1988, O'Rourke began, this is uh, Heather, began exhibiting flu-like symptoms. The following morning, she collapsed in her home and was rushed to community hospital in El Cajon. En route, she suffered cardiac arrest, but paramedics were able to restart her heart. She was subsequently flown to the Children's Hospital of San Diego, where it was discovered she had intestinal stenosis, which is narrowing of a blood vessel or or organ. 
and she went into emergency surgery. She survived the surgery, but suffered another cardiac arrest while being transferred to the recovery room. <laughs> Doctors performed CPR for over 30 minutes, but at 2.43 p.m., Heather was pronounced dead. She, her cause of death was ruled congenital stenosis of the intestine complicated by septic shock. Daniel Hollander, the head of gastroenterology at the University of California, Irvine Medical Center, stated that O'Rourke's death was distinctly unusual as she lacked prior symptoms of the bowel defect. He is quoted as saying, I would have expected a lot of digestive difficulties throughout her life and not just to have developed a problem all of a sudden. Hmm. So very, very strange, very sad. Um, I think that was 88, and this came out in 82, and she was 6, so she was 12, Mm. 11 or 12. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Oh, this is the end of my notes. So the majority of this information is gathered from folklore or ghost lore. Mm -hmm. Uh, The argument could be made that none of this, you know, poltergeists aren't real, ghosts aren't real. If you, you know, are very science, rooted in science. Um, so a lot of this it comes from old tales of ghost encounters and portrayals in books, TV, film, and other media. Since the consensus is that ghosts don't exist, this information is as genuine and authentic as you're willing to believe. Hmm. But uh, if you hear a strange, unex- if you hear strange, unexplained noises at night or notice items in places you don't remember them being, you could be haunted by a poltergeist. Love how you end your notes. So watch out. Oof. Tell me to watch out again. Watch out. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, is it my turn? What even is this? It is your turn. What is this podcast? So this, uh, you have a story? I have two. Oh, cool. Yeah. I just looked up some, well, it's hard to just be like, real poltergeist story. <laughs> right. As we've discussed. <laughs> right. So there's like notable hauntings that had explanations that were like covered in the media. And then there's the path less trod, tread, trod, tread, yeah, treated, troded, troded. that I prefer to go down because those are the ones where it's like, there was no explanation behind it. It was just some random person's experience mm-hmm. and it wasn't some asshole just trying to get famous. Right. Makes sense. Yep. So there's like... What's what was it called? Enfield and I don't remember. There's like a famous poltergeist story that turned out to just be two like teenage girls that were just fucking around. See? Right. Boring. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cover that shit. Right. So not fun. Took to the internet, mm-hmm. the old interwebs, did a little digging dugging, and picked out two stories that I liked um, that were actually poltergeist related because I didn't want to go down the like other spirit path. I was like specifically poltergeist. So just things being moved around. So I'm just going to read it verbatim. Okay. Okie dokie. This is from Reddit. I'm going to need to make an account. <laughs> <laughs> you keep pulling information from Reddit, and then you're so critical of Reddit. I'm not critical of Reddit. I'm just critical of having an account. Why? Eh. What's what's having an account going to do? They had one when I was in like high school. So? I don't want to go back to high school. You won't that, go back to high mentality? school. mentality? You, you won't. This is... Information on Reddit changes every day. Anyways, this is a new story. So this is only like 17 days old. So it's it was posted recently from user char underscore rages. Are you asking these people for their permission? Nope. <laughs> nope. But at what? least I'm saying their username. <laughs> All right. We're giving them credit. Yeah. This isn't from me. This is from char underscore rages on Reddit. 
I'm ready. My ears are ready. Are they? Because it seems like you're doing a whole lot of criticizing. <clears throat> Let me just get comfortable real quick. Beard's tasty. Okay. Fruity. You're fruity. When I was in my teens, still living with my parents, we had some crazy, air quotes, poltergeist type activity. It started with little things such as items moved or gone missing. I remember we had just eaten dinner and a glass on the counter slid all the way across the counter on its own. We dismissed it as having had water under it and then it slid on, but we each knew that there was no water on that counter. Kind of like the steak. Yes. That was gross. <laughs> we laughed about our poltergeist as the chain from the hallway light randomly would start swinging like crazy with no influence from the wind. That same light would occasionally turn on by itself, which the three of us would always come up with a reason or excuse why it happened. This went on for a little over a month and then things gradually got stranger and more noticeable. I had grown up in this house and never had any reason to feel uncomfortable in it. During this time, though, I would get the feeling of being watched. There was a sense of discomfort, insecurity, even fear that started to become the norm. I had a second floor window and no ex- access to it from the outside. There was no tree nearby. <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> yeah, there was only a, a little narrow walkway between houses. That was outside, and it was a floor down, too. No one could get to that window without a ladder. My bed was next to that window, and one night, I swear to God this is the truth, the sound of nails or claws scratching against that glass and randomly tapping on it started happening. That was 10 to 15 minutes of just terror for me. I didn't want to move. went on for 10 to 15 minutes? Jesus. I didn't want to move, and I sure did not want to look to see what or who was there. I just got the feeling that seeing whoever or whatever was scratching that window would end up very bad for me. A gut feeling, if you will, to Mm. avoid whatever or whoever was there at any cost. Good idea. It was terrifying to me. This went on for another month or so, and it all came to an end one very terrifying night. I had been out for the evening and came home around 11 p.m., Both parents were in their separate bedrooms. My mom was in her room down the hall from my own upstairs, and she was reading. Our little dog, Georgie, was laying on the bed with my mom, per her usual. My father was sound asleep in his room on the main floor. I stopped in my mom's room to say goodnight, and then I went to get ready for bed. I was home about 10 minutes when furious, very loud pounding started on the front door. It was F... It was... It was F... It was F... All right. It was as if whomever was there on the other side of that door was desperate to get in. I could only be described as a desperate, violent, loud demand for entry into the house. You could feel the vibration from the door being hit, even upstairs. Where was I? Oh, there it is. Our little jug, Georgie, was as per... Oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> just mid-sentence. <laughs> you lost your place. No, they just repeated something, and I was like, I don't remember that being there the first time I read this. Oh. Our little dog, Georgie, was, as per usual, laying in my mom, uh, my mom's bed, curled up for the night. The furious pounding on the front door at this late hour was so unexpected and so unusual, I confess I was afraid to go and answer the door. It didn't escape me that our dog was not getting up either, and she was not barking at all at a late-night intrusion. I got up and went to my mother's room. She was already awakened by the nonstop violent pounding at the door. Georgie was laying on my mom's bed looking just terrified and certainly was not offering to go to the front door to protect the household in any way. She appeared very afraid and seemed to be hunkering down as far as possible into the side of my mom's leg. My mom and I both agreed whoever was there, it was not a good feel, and neither of us wanted to answer the door. Hmm. I went downstairs to my father's room, all the while hearing the unrelenting pounding on the door. The front door was just on the other side of the wall from his bedroom, and yet he hadn't heard any of that furious pounding and didn't even wake up. I couldn't believe that because the pounding was so violent and loud, even the dog was afraid. I woke him up, and as I did, the pounding started to lessen in its strength and intensity. Intensity. Intestines. Mm -hmm. 
It sounded like that person pounding on the door was becoming exhausted, and the pounding became very labored knocks. I got my dad up and made him listen. Someone (laughs) dying. Yeah, right? (laughs) They're like, help, help. (laughs) They're like, it's ghosts. (laughs) I got my dad up, and I made him listen for himself that someone was at our front door at this late hour and told him that we, my mother, myself, and the dog, had unanimously elected him to answer the door. (laughs) Uh That's that's a dad's job. Dad, this is your job. There are ghosts. He heard it now, too, and wasn't very happy that some fool was pounding on his door at that hour. That person better be hurt or in trouble, he begrudgingly mumbled. Mm -hmm. He got up, and we started cautiously walking to the front door. The pounding started to become very slow and weak knocks. It felt like forever to get to that door. Yes. (laughs) Weak, bleeding. Help me. It's already too late. My my father reached for the door and yanked it open quickly. Just as we heard one last weak and exhausted knock, there was no one there. Surprise, surprise. He and I looked around, went outside, down the front steps, and then to the sides of the house, into the backyard, and found no one. My mom and our dog had made their way downstairs as well. My father and I split up and each went to an opposite side of the house, leading us to our empty, dark backyard. We came back out to the front and looked for any cars we didn't recognize. Both walked a short short distance down the front sidewalk to look in between neighboring houses, and we found no one. When my mom, my dad and I walked back into the house, we told my anxious mother that there wasn't anyone at the door. No one could see across the street, down the street, at the sides of the house, nor at the back of the house. There was no one. We were all pretty stressed out by all of this. Georgie was still being held by my mother and shaking from the experience. It was hours before any of us went back to bed. The poltergeist activity stopped after that. All of it stopped as abruptly as that furious pounding had started. It was if the person thing at the door was testing us that night, and the actual answering of the door must have uh, let it out of our house. I think it got fed up with our attempts to ignore it, (laughs) even laugh at it, or over the past few months and just left us. I remember all the weird things that happened in those few months quite vividly still. I still get scared when I think about the scratching on my second floor window, and I think of the frantic, violent pounding at the door that slowly weakened and stopped the second that door was opened. Wow. This is a true story, and it's some 40 years later, and it still scares me. Wow. That's wild. I feel like poltergeist activity isn't nearly as scary as, like, other activity. Well, I don't know. I think there's a level of fear in... The unknown? Exactly. Like, you don't know what it is. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know when it's going to happen. Right. You don't know where it could come from. Like, literally anything in your house could get moved or possessed or whatever. You could get thrown up at the ceiling and dragged across the walls like uh, like the mom in the movie. I still want to know how they recorded that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty neat we'll uh, shot. But yeah, just like you said, the fear of the unknown, it would uh, terrify me really more than anything. Mm-hmm. Just get the hell out of that house. Pretty much, right? Why stay? I have a mosquito bite on my arm, too. I was uh, I was listening very intently, but I was also looking into this beer. Yeah, I was watching. You can you can actually see, well, I don't know if those are bubbles or if, because he said something about pulp. Fruit pulp. Fruit pulp. I was looking for that, too. I, I think that's what that is, or it could just be bubbles suspended in the beer. Mm. I don't know. It is a little bit purpley. I'm going to stop talking about the beer. I'm just going to drink it. Anyways, Continue. Second story. My second story. My last story. This is from Floob Lord on Reddit. Oh, yeah. Floob Lord. Floob Lord on Reddit. Mm-hmm. To give credit where it's due. I lived in a haunted apartment. It was two rooms, but one of the rooms was locked, and I didn't have the key. So I only had one small room as kitchen, dining what? room, and bedroom, and a screened-in porch. Okay, this sounds made up already. 
there were two especially freaky events. One night, my girlfriend slept over, and she woke up in the middle of the night and said she saw the bathroom door open and a shadowy figure standing in the bathroom staring at her. The bathroom was right across from the locked room. Another time, I was jerked awake by the fire alarm going off, just blaring. But when I went to unplug it, the alarm stopped, and no other alarm in the building was going off. A lot of the things that happened could have just been my neighbors, but the way they happened was, well, weird. I would hear knocking. It sounded like someone tapping a spoon on a counter coming from the downstairs apartment. It could have been my neighbor, but I'm not sure why she would do that every couple of minutes for hours on end. Mm. Or in the middle of the night, I would also hear knocking on the walls. It sounded like someone tapping their way up the wall, like they were looking for a stud. I would someone's just hanging pictures at the middle of the night. (laughs) That'll go right there. (laughs) That's when I do that. Yeah, that is that does some, seem like something you would do in the middle of the night when your your picture comes in that's going over your computer. <laughs> Three thirty in the morning. Like, oh, that fucking asshole. Well, there's no one on that side of the wall. It'd be fine. They probably think it would. It's poltergeist anyway. They wouldn't think it was me. Yeah, I would also hear this weird moaning, howling that I couldn't trace the source of. Again, could have been a neighbor's dog, but it didn't sound like it was coming from her apartment. The apartment across from me had three tenants in a year. I think it was just because it was more haunted than mine. (laughs) (laughs) I had, I think, a unique way of coping. I named the ghost Pete after a previous tenant's mail I would get from time to time. Hmm. And I tried talking to him, basically treating him like a roommate I wasn't friends with. My girlfriend was much more freaked out by the situation than me and basically stopped coming over after a few months, so Uh I wasn't there much anyway. Smart. When I was, I felt like talking to Pete made the atmosphere of the whole place just more friendly. I also left out a sheet of paper with Pete's notes written on it and told him if he had any problems, just write them down. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Okay. I still don't know if I quite believe in ghosts, though I find this supernatural fascinating, but that experience did push me closer to the science doesn't know everything about the universe camp. Mm -hmm. I agree. Wild. It's just what, what I find strange is that he, he moved into an apartment a two-bedroom apartment. He paid for a two-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. but just one bedroom was just. It's like, oh yeah, that's just that, that room one's is locked. locked. Don't go in that <laughs> no, one. You can't. You cannot use that I part know of that your you apartment. Are renting this apartment <laughs> and you wanted to have two bedrooms, but that door's locked, so it's that really just a one opening. bedroom. We're not changing the price though. <laughs> that's what gets me. It's like why it doesn't make any sense. I but uh, I would have just like broken the door down or some shit, you know. That's that's where the Take poltergeist the knob lives. Off. Well, that's well, like the movie. And maybe there's something that wouldn't let you into the room. You know, that's true. Maybe you need to hire a uh, four foot three <laughs> tall lady to help help you get in there. This house is clean. clean. <laughs> Fucking liar. And she was wrong. <laughs> she was so wrong. Twenty minutes left, and everything went to shit. It was a strange. It's just a little random bit. You're like, oh, okay, this, the house is clean. They got Carol Ann back. Yeah, strange twist at the end there that I, I didn't remember in the movie, and certainly no one was expecting. Nope. But um, I certainly wasn't. No. It was a good... I liked the movie, though. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I could rent it on YouTube. That was cool. Good old YouTube. Well, <laughs> what'd you think of the beer? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to... I have a sample pad that I could record files and like put them on like little buttons. I think I'm just going to do that where we get to this part of the episode and I'll just hit a button. Well, what'd you think of the beer? That takes out the authenticity of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, mm. I, I admire your consistency. And that 
particular part of the, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I like the beer. Uh, it is, it, you can tell it's fruity. It's not yeah. super fruit forward as the, uh, the label or the description of the beer might suggest. It's definitely not um, overwhelmingly fruit. It's still very much beer. And there are children speaking outside. And How I dare they? Children them, are better seen, not heard. I need them to heard. stop. Stop right now. Literally stop. God. Hashtag save our children. <laughs> um, beer's good. I enjoyed it. Oh, there they go. Bye, kids. <laughs> See you later. Have fun. It's tasty. I'm not uh, impressed. I'm not blown away. Um, that 76 was a solid score. Yeah, I think Just the, okay. the Beer Advocate review that you read was extremely accurate. It's good. It's tasty. I um, but there there's so many other beers that I'd pick before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's beers we have we've had on previous episodes that I would that I would rate higher than this, obviously. But it is tasty. It was better than last week's episode. Yes. <laughs> so I'll give it that. Um, just nothing overwhelmingly extraordinary mm-hmm. about it. But it's good. I don't know. Like if someone had brought it to like a party, I'd be like, yeah, I could drink it. It's cool. It's cool because it's something different. Yeah. And like you said, you don't well. Think about the dessert beer sort of aspect to it. I feel like it would go with desserts. And yeah, it said some about a salad. Ooh, yeah, are we like a salad light, now? light food. Um, yeah. Brie, mascarpone. I think it said cheese souffles. It did. I can definitely see that. Yeah. I can. I can see that pairing. Um, I guess if the idea was to pair it with like light desserts, you wouldn't really want the beer to be as strong because you would want the dessert to be the more forward flavor. Well, I think it's the opposite. I don't think they were... I think it was... They brewed it, and then it's like, oh, I guess this is what it would be good to pair with. Mm. You know, not vice versa. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. let's make a beer that would be good to pair with uh, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, it is not... It's not super strong. It doesn't... You know, it's not overwhelming. It's not... It's got uh, an interesting taste when it hits the tongue. Um, it, is it an IPA? Uh, no, it's a lager. Oh, that's right. It says right there. <laughs> Raspberry lager good i don't know i didn't mind it that's decent uh you want to you want to close this out page you want to do the do the honors this time i do the honors every time no uh, so i will continue to do so i mean like i feel like every every episode i spend 20 minutes just talking about no you just talk about where we're available to be listened to but i mean i feel like everybody knows at this point well still not on pandora uh, no, Pandora's still in the works. Um, I know everyone's at the edge of their seats just waiting. Um, but wh- what if this is someone's very first episode? The first one they're listening to. You do it. You do it. <laughs> That's your job to ramble. I, I feel like people get tired of me talking, though. I get tired of me talking. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm pretty sick and tired of hearing my voice in my head. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to... No? Okay. Well, you can check us out. Uh, any popular, any of the popular podcast platforms were available on wherever you might be listening to it now. Uh, if you're like listening off of Facebook or you got a link to our website, whatever. We're on Spotify. So go ahead. Check Spoofy. us out on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on, I'm sorry, Google Podcast. We're, we're on, on Apple Podcast. We're on YouTube. So we're pretty much accessible everywhere. If there's I guess a, a podcast thing that you prefer using and we're not on there, drop us a line. Let us know. We'll do our best to get on there. Uh, the two people still listening, if you 
if you want us to get on a certain yeah, app. Yeah, come on. Give us some freaking feedback well, already. Let us know. Uh, what else? Freaking tantalizing. Oh, we've got uh, Facebook, Twitter, yes. Instagram, and Reddit, where you can uh, follow us. And um, we're posting all sorts of updates and content um, whenever possible to those platforms as well. You can stay up to date with our future episodes on those. Um, Instagram, you'll see a lot of photos of Paige's pets in the future, I'm sure. Yes, I've already posted a picture of my sweet little gecko. It's adorable, by the way. Thank you. He's a good boy. And our email, beerandfearcast at gmail.com. Flights and frights, please. Uh, we want to, yeah, we want to do it. Uh, I mean, it's an idea that we've had for a while, um, but we can't do it until we get uh, recommendations. And hey, that's totally fine. No, know? it's not. We don't, uh, we're, we're just at a point where we don't have enough people listening to be able to, where the, in, in that, in no, that. you just don't want to take the time to type out an email. No, 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 no. I don't. Lazy butts. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's it. I think it's just, there's so few people that listen to this that, that there's not enough people who actually have authentic ghosts or paranormal stories personal ones that they can share themselves oh well um which uh, the intent of us trying to get more likes on social media and more listeners rambling again Uh, again this is why i gave you the opportunity page because i talk (laughs) and i don't know where i'm going and i just i get sick and tired of hearing myself (laughs) all right let's just stop now not enough listeners will get there hopefully flights and frights becomes a thing (laughs) if you've got a scary or paranormal experience beer and fear cast at gmail.com beer and fear cast at gmail.com next episode will be next week yep i thought you were gonna i know i saw your face you look like you were gonna (laughs) scold me (laughs) um and hey uh quickly submit your story if you have a personal scary story like or, I said already, uh, ghost encounter, whatever, and then pair it with a beer. Give us a beer, please. A beer uh, recommendation, a beer you like, or a beer that ties into the story. That isn't Bud Light, right? That's not uh, a, a beer like last week's. Um, Oof. Uh, but uh, you can send all that to beer and fear cast gmail And then if you have, if, even if you just want to say hi or what up or you know, give us recommendations or suggestions or whatever, you can, you can, or uh, you know. Have a good day. No! Have a good fucking day. Do you see all these mosquito bites I have on my legs from Crafted? Oh, I only got, uh, I only had one. It was on my arm. All over my feet. And it's since healed. I have a bot fly! Hooray! Finally! You're gonna give birth to it? Yeah. You have a name picked out yet? Chad. No. (laughs) Chad. (laughs) Chad the bot fly. Chad the fuckboy bot fly. Oh boy. Yes. Got a promising future ahead with that name. Eight to nine days of fuckboyery. If this is uh, going in the podcast, we apologize. All the Chads out there listening. It won't be. I know you'll cut this. <laughs> the one Chad listening. You don't know that. I know you will. I'll keep it in just to spite you. <laughs> You're such a brat. <laughs>